Restoration Church podcast, Behind the Sermon, where we get to sit in on a conversation between our pastors to hear about what they are learning, what they are teaching, and what God is doing throughout our church. Enjoy the podcast. We are having an amazing time today. There's been a lot of laughs here before we started the podcast. Uh, we're here with Pastor Jeremy. I myself am named Nate Gagney. And we also have the newly married uh, Pastor Colin O'Donnell. <laughs> yeah, here. It's a good time. It's welcome to be here. Glad to have you here, Colin. You paused. I thought you were going to say Pastor Colin Ramsdale. I, w- I, was, I was about to say that, and I was like, why is that name popping up in my head? Um, so then I had, to, and I thought of a joke, and then I had to filter it. And so anyway, that was my, that, all that happening in that brief millisecond pause. You, you did that this Sunday too, right? You talked about your need to filter things. Sometimes it's impressive. I can watch it, but it's so fast. Like your eyes just kind of dart back and forth really quick, like computing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have a lot of memories growing up where I said something and the whole room went, oh, oh. you should not have said that. More taste. And I'm like, <laughs> I thought it was funny. <laughs> so, Do you find that you filter yourself a lot while you're preaching? Like you, you have like, um, you have a lot of points where like you go off on a joke and you can tell like, oh, there's one, there's one more level. Yeah, I think sometimes you'll right see, <laughs> I mean, I'm probably always filtering myself, probably always. <laughs> and a lot of times, I mean, not it's not even always a joke, right? But sometimes it's just information I shouldn't share. Yeah, or yeah that makes sense. Yeah. It's just, it, it's pretty much nonstop, which is why, I don't talk. It's just easier not to talk. <laughs> right. So if you knew me in uh, like youth group, when, when I was in youth group, very loud, very opinionated, talked all the time, always telling stories. Always, I, I am not that same person. Anymore. Yeah. Now I was still quiet, um, but I was much more gregarious yeah. than I As am I now. As I hear something, I'm going to talk about it. Because and, and 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 same with college, so I'll be very quiet, but I'm gonna yell something out in class and make the whole class laugh. I'm gonna, <laughs> you know, and now it's like I've just gotten myself in too much trouble. That makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> but if you see me take a deep breath and then <laughs> and then close your mouth, yeah, and that there was a Holy Spirit. Fruit of the Holy Spirit at work. <laughs> Slap in the face. Quiet. You are preaching yeah. good, sir. That's awesome. How was your uh how was your honeymoon, Colin? It was wonderful. Um hey, never mind. Go ahead. Sorry, filter. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Holy Spirit slap. Um no, it was really good. Um the food was amazing. Um just just having time to spend with Hannah. The beach and Bermuda was also beautiful. Mm. Like the water was like clear blue. The pink sand was like nice and like it formed your feet really well. Kind of like stepping in like kinetic sand. But no, oh, it was really good. We had, a, we had a great time. That's awesome. Jealous. Great. First ever vacation I've ever taken. Like, like a like, trip to Yeah, some, like, like actually going actual somewhere versus like, oh, I'm taking time off just to sit on the couch for a week or to like get some homework done or yeah. stuff like that. But. No, this is the first destination vacation. I, I guess. And now you it. know. And you now I know that it. next year, like, yeah, but I'm already thinking about the next time I'm going. <laughs> like, it's good. There's um, a percentage of marriages that haven't lasted as long as yours has. So I feel honored. Congratulations! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're almost on three weeks. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I thought you were gonna know the number. Like, hey, you're in the. This percentile. Oh, no, I don't know that. But what I wanted to, I wanted to make a joke about annulment earlier. <laughs> but anyway. Anyway, so were you guys, were, you guys got back, were you there this Sunday? Were I was there. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. So um, I was there. I, my, my first day back was last Tuesday. So nice. um, got to U-turn. Um, it was a lot of fun. Good to be back. Um, yeah, it was good. Sunday, Sunday went really well. 
as well. Um, God, I love seeing the families come in, mm. and then when the kids are like you're back, it's like it's like a good feeling. Like oh cool, I like they enjoy it. Yeah, <laughs> even when I'm telling them back. to stop picking their brothers. Right, they didn't say it. <laughs> oh, oh, welcome. <laughs> can't get away with anything anymore. <laughs> yeah, Colin's bad. That's cool. Yeah, you've come back right around. Like we're in, we're in. Uh, it's like busy season. It feels yeah. like this is, you know, gearing up for it. It's busy, exciting season. Yeah, let's right? think about it's everything like, you missed. <laughs> How much? No, I mean, I, he's, I, I feel like that much. he's I mean, coming back on the on the brink of everything going. Yeah, we miracle offering coming uh, up. Yeah, nice. I don't know if you know, we have a big announcement on Sunday. That we're sharing with the church. So we're pretty pumped about that. Yeah. Mm. We, yeah, miracle offerings on Sunday. Yeah, I hear a lot of people actually like they're itching. They're like, "What's the big news?" Like, I ha- I'm like, "You just have to be there to find out." Like, we're we're excited. So yeah, and we're gonna make you wait too. <laughs> Announcements at the end of my message <laughs> of second just so you can't service leave right away. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> you can't pop in and then leave. It's just think about like, what if we had people like that? <laughs> like, I'm only here for the news. I'm leaving right when I yeah. find. Essentially, out. that's what online people are doing, right? <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> true. they just keep going on and off, or I'll just tune putting in, in later the and skip to the end. I'm sitting through this. You should like, oh, I have this big announcement, and then just get back to the sermon and just like keep getting them egged on, just so that they have to listen to the whole thing. They keep getting confused. Yeah, I'm ex- I'm excited for miracle offering. I think oh, yeah. I think with our kingdom builders focus this year and even just showing the video that we've shown. Like I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited for it. Yeah, me too. There, I mean, it's already been coming in actually. People have been giving. Oh, it's um, live to time. give to it already. I'm pretty sure it is. I mean, we're getting it. Right. So someone found the link. Um. Yeah. So it's pretty, it's just, right. We're just saying, um, God, what do you want? Yeah. What do you want? And so then God just sets us up for what we what he's already asked us to do and what he yeah. wants us to do next. Yeah. So it's just good. Yeah, I'm excited that just to see what's gonna come out of it. And like every year that we've we've been doing Kingdom Builders, like our minds have been blown every year. So to just have another year of it and just consistently doing this, like I'm excited to see how God's gonna use us. I really loved what the those three, like how you framed those three questions this Sunday. I thought that was really cool. Like when you went through, you had like the, the ladder analogy and then you talked through, well, first I thought you were, at first I thought you were mapping out like the levels of like the Christian steps. I thought you were starting from like this step salvation, this steps, but that was just your, um, there's too many steps. <laughs> we don't have enough ladder. Yeah. The highway um, to heaven. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I liked how you worked through like, here's probably your mindset when you start. Here's the mindset we want to strive for. Um, I I don't know if I've ever gotten past like just being transparent, like that second step. That's always, so that was, um, God, what would, what can I do with your stuff? What do I do with God? What stuff? do I do with God's stuff? When you talked through that, I was like, okay, I get that one. That's kind of how I, cause we do offering talks and that's kind of always how I frame it. Like, Hey, just so you know, like the stuff you have, isn't yours. Like God gave that to you. It's yeah. just giving back to him. But then you, when you did that next step up, it was like, so that hit me. Five levels. We talked about five levels of giving. In that you formed those questions. Yep. Oh, wow. Okay. Those three stood out to me. Um, so those were the three that uh, primarily our church is full of. Yeah. Gotcha. So level three is amazing. Yep. And great people, godly people. It's a great place to be, but there's even beyond that. Mm. So question number one, what do I do with my stuff? Yep. We've all been there. Yep. You know, people are there. It doesn't make you bad. It's just, it's just part of discipleship. And but grow past that. What do I do with God's stuff? So I think realizing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hill, everything we have is God's. Right. You you know, in the same way your children have to learn everything in the house is yours. Yeah. You, we have to learn that everything right. in the world is God's. Yeah. So but then that level three, 
what does God want me to do with God's stuff? Now, that's the parable of the talents. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's the, where do the, stu- that stewardship. So, um, that changes, that, that changes how we handle it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, and I, I heard on a different video, they were talking through ties and just like kind of changed my perspective of it. Um, which is really cool. And they were they were saying how as we tithe our ten percent, um, it's not God allowing us to keep our ninety, it's God allowing us to keep his ninety. Um, because ultimately he's given us what we need right. and we're it, it's an honor for us to give ten percent back to him of his own stuff versus um us deciding to keep our 90. So I, I just thought that was really cool and that was a cool perspective. Mm, that is- uh, on that. As soon as we hold on to something for a while, then it becomes hard. Yeah. Yeah. To, to deal with after. So think about like, um, if, um, well, uh, one of my kids, it was a weird thing that happened at school this year. He came home and he had $50. And we're like, where'd you get that money from? Oh, I made a bet with a kid last year and he brought me last school year and he brought me the 50 bucks today. And we're like, oh, wow, uh, you better not spend that because I bet you his parents don't know that he did that and they're going to ask for it back. He's like, okay, it's fine. If he asks for it back, I'll give it back. Well, wouldn't you know it next day? Hey, I need my money back. My mom's mad. They gave it to you, whatever. So he comes home from school it's not even fair. You're making me give the money back. I'm like, yesterday you were fine with it because it was loose in your hands. Right. Yeah. But now you your hands begin it. to petrify around that. Like, <laughs> wait a minute. He can't take my money, which yeah. is not what he said, but that's the mentality. That's what it feels like. And the same thing, right? If I give you, hey, can you hold this hundred bucks for me? Uh, if you can hold a hundred bucks for me, whatever, I'll give you, I'll let you keep some of it. And then after, or even if I didn't like, hey, can you hold a hundred bucks for me? Well, after a while, you begin dreaming about me forgetting. And then I come <laughs> yeah. back in three years and I'm like, hey, you get the hundred bucks. You're like, ah, and you angrily give me back my hundred bucks. It's just a weird thing that happens once we have possession. Right. Yeah. And or so, worse, I I spent that already. Like, yeah. it was been three years, dude. Why are you still thinking mm-hmm. I'm going to hang on to that? Yeah. <laughs> Which is what I would say to you. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. <laughs> well, thanks. So that's one of the uh, one of the challenges there. So what we you were even encouraging people is to go further than that. Yeah. So the level four giver. What would God have me to give from what God has provided for me and my family? Um, and so. It's a little bit different. What does God want me to do with God's stuff? What does God want me to give? So you're you're having a mentality. God does want me to give out of this. Yeah. So you're you knowing that right from the get go. Oh, I get you. Yep. God does want me to give something out mm-hmm. of this. So what does He want me to do? He's provided for me and my family, and now what does He want me to give out of that? Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so that's an expectation of giving. You, you know, for the miracle offering for me and my family. We come into it. Knowing I mean, you're going to give. Yeah. God, what do you want us to do? <laughs> yeah. And it's just, we know we're going to be giving. Yep. We're, we know, well, you know, we're going to, um, it, that is going to be more than we're comfortable with. And we know that. And, and we're just, all right, God, what do you want us to do? Some years we're really excited. It's really high. Some years we're excited. It's not as high as last year, <laughs> but we're just being obedient to what he says. Yeah. And then we move to the level five giver. What would God have me to keep from what God has provided to me and my family? And that's assuming I'm going to give it all away. Yeah. And um, he's like, no, no, no. I want you to have this. Right. Oh, all right. That's like the full open hand. That is like, fully surrendered. Yeah. Living in the area of money and generosity. Yeah. You know what? I, I loved the way that you shared this. And I think one of the important pieces is like, it doesn't, none of that ever could feel like almost like a pyramid scheme or buy your way to salvation kind of, kind of thing because you're, 
the entire time talking about the mindset and the heart behind. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I like, and I liked that. It wasn't like level one giver is um, one to a hundred. <laughs> right? Yeah. One to a hundred or yeah. First you start off with 10% and then, you know, and, and you even made a joke of like, and that won't be me. But when you talked about doing the 90% income, but the, um, I just like that. That's like, that was a focus. So the, the yeah. important part is always how how we're viewing it, not just you know who who's giving the most. You're you're a top level giver because you're giving your heart. whatever fifty thousand dollars to the church. Well, okay, well if you make a million dollars, like, well actually that's still pretty good. Yeah, uh, but um, no, it's not a tithe, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So like, it doesn't matter the amount; it's the heart that you're teaching behind yeah. it. And I I just liked that framework it it keeps the teaching very uh no one could accuse that teaching as like yeah so the higher you give the more god loves you <laughs> right like no one could have taken that away i think you explained it yeah i don't know that anybody hopefully none of our conversations about money over the last 10 years no one could ever say that say that yeah it's i've always talked about giving that. and generosity when you tithe and when you give generously beyond the tithe, you experience God in a way mm. that you won't otherwise. Mm-hmm. You'll experience, you experience God's love, you experience God's, but, but something happens when you tithe. There is something different that you experience and you don't have to do that to go to heaven. Right. And I would say it's like the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You receive that, you receive God, you experience God in a different way that you wouldn't otherwise. Yeah. But it doesn't but you that doesn't keep you from going to heaven. It's just an invitation from God. Now I would say this that tithing or giving is a command. Yeah. Mm. Um you know, and God says in Malachi, like, are you gonna rob me? But so he he's pretty yeah. He's pretty pointed about it. Um but his, his his concern is always for our heart. Right. Yeah. It's always for a deepening relationship. For like, all right, think about marriage. If you get if married, you if you get married and your lives are completely separated, like, what do I do with my stuff? Yeah. And you walk yeah. into the house, like, don't touch my stuff. I won't touch your stuff. And then that will, okay, yeah. you, you got to, you're going to get to a level two marriage. What do I do with my wife's stuff? <laughs> what does she do with my stuff? Yeah. And again, like you think about it in that context, it's like, okay, that's great that you're taking care of each other's stuff, but maybe you recognize you have one. So the level three marriage would be like, what do we do with each other's stuff? Yeah. Oh, we, hey. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, but then there's a deepening You've just reminded me right that. now that I had a Doctor Who TARDIS cookie jar that I don't know where it is. Anyway. <laughs> wow. What did Haley do with my stuff? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we took a trip to the Barrington Transfer Station. Yeah. yeah. That's what she would say. Yeah, we threw it away. <laughs> I'm over it anyway. No, the level five marriage is what would we keep from what God has provided? We could keep the cookie jar. <laughs> for later use. Keep it in the attic. <laughs> yeah, definitely even within the like last two weeks, almost three, um, applying that. Um, all right, so as we get closer to Miracle Offering, since we are newly um, married, like we're, we started last year about kind of forming our, like getting our minds of that expectation of giving. Um, and so, which is very helpful. I, I know you talked um, to us and you're like, hey, just start thinking, just start dreaming. Um, and so we translated that again this year and we're very excited, um, for that and just taking on that mindset of, all right, what are we going to do with our money? Cause like out right now, our, our bank accounts, we haven't put it into one yet. And so I know there's still time. No, but, um, I don't want her touching my direct deposit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so we, it's funny because we, we do that joke where it's like, we go out to dinner and we're like, all right, who's paying for it? And I'm like, wait, hold on. We're, we're doing it. Like we're doing it together. I did that joke when we did have a bank account. <laughs> I, they'd always bring the check and be like, "You got it." 
Yeah. And we do the same thing for Christmas. It's out of my page. Like this year, we're like, we can we're like, oh, we're buying each other <laughs> gifts our with our gifts. own money. So it's just like, just thinking of that, it, like that is kind of funny. But yeah, for Miracle Offering, like yeah, we're get excited ready to because give for online that. banking. They know what you spent mm. on their Christmas Yeah, gift. where you spent it. It's pretty <laughs> yeah. hard. Oh, I see you went to Pepperidge Farms. I know what I'm getting for Christmas now. Aren't you a lucky lady, Michelle? Yes, you're getting smoked sausage. <laughs> oh, I went goldfish. <laughs> I know you saw. <laughs> oh, I was you thinking holidays. Be- <laughs> Remember they get the Pepperidge Farm stands yeah, yeah, for yeah. holidays? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what you bought me from Amazon. Starbucks. Yeah. It gets too obvious. Yep. Especially Or Amazon purchase and you sign on the joint account. Oh, oops. I guess I wasn't supposed to say that. Yeah, look to the orders. It's hard. That's why I shoplift. I mean, (laughs) I I mean, that's why I... (laughs) What would God have you do with their stuff? (laughs) That's good. <laughs> you just click. No, 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 like Shoplifting allows me to give more to the church. Yeah. The less I spend, the more I give. There was, um, you know, you talked through, um, you talked through, uh, just, I, just so everyone someone's knows. Someone's going to think that, oh my word. Someone's going to report you. I knew it. Um, when you talked about like the longer you hold on to something, the the harder it is to give up. I always, and I know some people are always different. Um, cause I've had some friends I've talked about like, oh yeah, we do, we automate our giving and they're like, no, I like the action of doing it, which I think is cool. I don't like, I like knowing that I had no right to hang on to it. So sometimes the tithe comes out before the check even comes in. And I know like, so I just have set it to come out at the same time. And that's a piece I liked because when I was younger, it was hard to tithe when I was trying to do it manually because the longer I'd have it, you know, maybe I spent more than I thought. And then I looked and my tithe was the amount I had left or, or less. Right. So Mm -hmm. that would always be really stressful when I was younger. And so then once I, I became a manager at Starbucks and was introduced to salary pay, which I had never had in my life. And so I was like, wait a minute, nothing changes. I can just go and do this automatic time. Yeah. And to me, that's been the nicest because like you said, like I'm not hanging on to it. And so I've never once had like, like stopping tithing even during hard times has never been an option because yeah. it's just like, it's, it's just there automatically. You know what I mean? Like I like that. I like it too. For me, it took away the pain of giving. Yeah. Because, you know, when I was what, 23, 24, I would forget to tithe. And I'm like, oh, shoot, when was the last time I tithe? Next thing I know, like, it's like 600 bucks. I got to write a check for. And I, listen, I wasn't making very much money. Right. I wasn't yep. making much money at all. Right. Yeah. And it's like, oh, my word. It, it's going to take me two months of paycheck to pay back my tithe. And it was bad. It was just and so automated giving for Michelle and I, that allows us just to be joyful. Yeah. I have joy because I know that I did it. I have joy because I know it's the right amount. Yeah. I have the joy. And and it's like saving for retirement for me too. That I had a hard time saving for retirement until it's just automated and it just comes out. Yeah. Right. And I for me, when it's automated, then I'm psychologically giving to them before the government. Yeah. yeah, Because yeah. the government's getting it first. They're, they're taking it out right away. Right. And so I want to, I mean, probably timing wise, the government still gets it first, but I'm trying to get it. Yeah. To, uh, to God, at least that amount. I, like, I understand. I, I, yeah. I get the, I like to bring a gift. That's what I love about miracle offering. Right. We bring a physical gift. Yep. We walk it up front. Yep. And then even if we gave online that morning, or gave through the app, which we should have a QR code for Sunday. Yep. Just FYI, we'll write down the to-do list. Um, <laughs> uh, but I'll still bring the envelope. And yeah. Like, here we go. And, and Michelle and I bring that up together. Yeah. yeah, it's good. Yeah, so you get the best of it. You, you think, you maybe think like the 
getting rid of the pain of giving in, in every other area of our life when there's like a discipline piece. If we could automate that, if I could work out before I wake up, if I could and just have the joy of doing what I know I'm supposed to do. That'd be amazing. Um, without having to like, oh, I got to psychologically psych myself up. Like, yeah. I just think it takes away quite a bit. And I would always, I would always miss, you know, miss a tithe, forget about it. And then like you said, like I would backlog it and then it would get really confusing. Yeah. And then you just are guilty because at some point you have to say like, I just got to reset because I can't figure out you know, I remember sitting down with someone who was older as a new Christian and they were trying to do the math of how much they should have been tithing for like, since they said they were a Christian. Yeah. So they said they were a Christian and then it was like maybe a year or two years later and they like trying to do the math. They're like, I'm just never going to be able to do it. I can't start tithing because like, this is how much I owe as a viewpoint. And I was like, why don't you just start? Yeah. Figure out the rest. Why don't you just start? Like, cause so, that, that whole, that, that guilt piece is such a dangerous yeah, part. And so yeah. either way, automate, automate your tithe. It's really nice. Well, yeah. I don't know if I can give a book recommendation, but I will, but, um, win the day by Mark Batterson. It's funny that we talked about this before, hey, but, that. right um, what he talks about in it is just start doing something like wake up and make mm. your bed. Like yeah. just do that. And if you get into that habit where every day you're making a bed, that that's just going to become automated. And so as we just always are giving every Sunday, or if we give biweekly, depending on checks and stuff, um, we're always, it's just something that we do and it's part of our rhythm. Yeah. Um, and so he said, as long as you can just get up and make your bed, you've already won the day. Like you've already started your routines. And uh, I think just applying that to giving, um, there's also a hard thing too. Like we talked through, um, about like, Oh, I get to do this as a joy of that. It's not an obligation. Like you had mentioned, um, it's, it's something that like I get to do and I get to give back. And, um, so yeah, just starting it off with just that one little, and even if it's automated, it's, it's even easier too. I realized it wasn't painful when we got our giving letter <laughs> and I went up to him and said, Hey, we had a pretty good year. <laughs> like I, I realized yeah. like I did not notice yeah. losing this and we got to do it and we got to be a part of it. So I don't know. I just, I like it. Yeah. It's a good aspect of it. Hopefully, um, yeah, hopefully we talk with Jesus and allow ourselves, allow him to disciple us into fully surrendered giving, givers. You want, um, is, is there any practical things? So just thinking through, we're gearing up for miracle offering. We're asking people to pray, get an amount. Um, how Have you ever worked through with Michelle? And I don't know, uh, Maybe not, but have you ever worked through Michelle two totally different numbers at a astronomical amount or maybe not astronomical, but still like. Yeah. I mean, I think we've probably been thousands of dollars apart before. So what would be just, just a coaching for couples that are praying for this? If one's like, we should give a thousand. One was like, oh, I had $5 in my car. Right. Like. <clears throat> How yeah. would they work through I that? I want to give a thousand. I want to give five dollars. I think the I think the easy thing to do is split the difference, which I don't think is the right thing to do. I yeah. think you have a conversation. Why do you want to give five? Yeah. Why do you want to give a thousand? Is that something did you feel God speak very clearly to you? I feel just really, really everywhere I look. It's a thousand. I look down at the speedometer. It said a thousand everywhere I look. <laughs> you're right, and so it's just I just yeah. think that's what God's saying. And then if that were the case, if Michelle were to say that, I'd say, okay. Well, I don't feel about my five dollar gift that God spoke to me about that. Can let's take, give me twenty four hours. Let, let, let me pray. Let me yeah. yeah. And so take twenty four hours, pray, come back, and talk through it. If I were like, okay, I understand God wants us to give us that, but literally we have $35. So I'm 100% okay with us giving the $1,000, but it's got to show up. Mm. And yeah. so if it shows up, we're going to give it and we make that commitment. Now, if we have the money, I probably, I wish I had a better matrix for this, but if let's do some big numbers, all right? So say if it's, a thousand dollars and it's three thousand dollars. So that's not big for everybody, but if you know a bigger amount, um, 
$300, $500, whatever. Hey, what do you feel? Because I think sometimes I have a big number, but it's not necessarily what God wants. Yeah. Is that what God spoke? No, I don't think so. It's just what I'd like to do. Yeah. Well, what do you, what about your number? Yeah, it's just what I was thinking. All right. Well, could we do my number? <laughs> and we just, and we just yeah. talk through it. Because I think both, for both of us, we both want to give. Right. If it's uh, I want to give five thousand. I want to give two hundred. Which sometimes that happens. Mm. I just really want to do this. Okay, let's talk through it practically. And now let's talk about your your number. That's smaller, much much smaller. What's your motivation behind that? Well, sometimes it's well, I'm afraid. Well, I'm. Um, I want, I, I'm thinking about Christmas. Yeah. Well, yeah. I've been saving up for this thing. How do I fix my car? Yeah. And, <laughs> and you end up, and so you got to talk through some of those yep. fears So we just, I think we just walked through that, but yeah, that's cool. Um, we, we are wanting to give more. So, what is literally in the bank account? So what's our <laughs> max that we could do <laughs> right, right now? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, we can't write our an goal? IOU for Miracle Offering. Yeah, like, what's our goal for the year? And um, and so is there a big portion of it that we can clock out here on Miracle Offering? Right. Um, and then certainly if God says something, if God told us, um, to give an amount that we don't have in the bank, well, we're going to be sitting waiting for that, or we're going to we're going to be trying to sell something. We're going to if God spoke us a number, we're going to be trying we to try and to hit get that. to it. Yeah, that's good. So I don't. There's only been a couple times that God spoke Michelle and I the exact same number. Yeah, but most of the time it's well, what were you thinking? And I always let Michelle go first. Um, and so. She'll tell me, and I'm, and then I'll kind of respond to that. So if yeah. it's higher than what I was thinking, for me usually, I'm like, yeah, I'm me good too. with that. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's where I want to roll. Um, and then if I was higher, we, uh, yeah, we just talked through it. Yeah. Well, I was thinking this amount, and then and then we just walk through and navigate. But because mm. this is a it's a sketchy area to try and pull the God card if you're really not. Sure of it. Like, not that God's not going to be there. Like, you're giving towards something he wants people to give to, right? But it's just not a place where you're like, well, I don't know. I want people to see in my report. Yeah, <laughs> you that- know what I mean? Like, there's, it'd be hard for you to pull kind of a God card. I was just thinking through, like, that might be some conversation that's even happening this week. Like, no, we're not giving that much. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, hopefully no. I mean, but I know not. that happens with marriages. I know. Right. One person has an amount they want to give, the other... Spouse is angry about it. Yeah. That's tough. Hopefully, you both listen to this podcast. <laughs> and and I'm in it. And I would say, I'm, <laughs> let, I'm learning right now because I think we're at different levels of giving. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's one of the things we're we've we're we're at different places in our discipleship with giving. Yeah. So you've got to you've got to grow yourself. In you've got to disciple yourself. If you're at a level one or level two giver or even a level three, you've got to disciple yourself deliberately. Mm. Disciple yourself to grow in that area. Um, like we do any other area. And um, read The Blessed Life. I have a book on here, uh, Extravagant by, why am I forgetting his name now? Pastor of North Place Church in Saxe, Texas. Brian Jarrett. Um, He's faster than my Google. Um, you, you know, reading about Kathy Truitt and the Green family and Colonel Sanders and over and over all these Christians who tithe and gave and Colonel Sanders has a good story. Yeah, he became, he became a Christian when he was sixty five years old at an Assemblies of God church. What? And then Amen. Sixty five or seventy, something Hallelujah. like that, and then began to tithe. And, um, yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, it was like a church potluck that he found that you can make chicken. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that. Must have been a great potluck when the colonel arrived. For sure. It was after (laughs) once he did the next one. (laughs) Anyway. So you've got to disciple yourself up in those things. That's great. I think if there's any other books or stories. But that's one thing that I've been pushing myself on. Um. Who was the person you shared on Sunday that gives 90%? That was Pastor Rick Warren. Rick Warren. So he 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 would talk in pastors sessions about reverse tithe and um crazy. Yeah. So crazy. Like it's so awesome. It's easy to criticize people. Yeah. Right? And people do that. You pastor shouldn't drive that nice of a car and shouldn't shouldn't have that nice of a house and blah, 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 blah. They're just taking the church's money. But you have no idea what that person's giving. Yeah. You have mm-hmm. no idea. Yeah. So if their income, say their income is half million dollars a year. Yeah. Well, that's an extremely amount of money. But what if they're giving away a million dollars a year? Okay. Until you're giving away, what, what I don't know what that is, 75% of your income. Probably terrible math. All right. <laughs> but two-thirds of your income, um, then let's not be concerned about what God's told other people they can keep. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's be concerned about our own heart. Yeah. Right. Usually it's coming from a place of jealousy. Right. Yeah, yeah and I think there's still like that, it, with that mindset of, um, with it being God's, with it being, you know, there's a lot of, Christian leadership normally, if they if they're if they have the heart of giving, there's also a heart of of what we keep, we do take care of as well. Yeah. And so, I've just found in my friend circle and a lot of other pastors that have a real giving heart that they do structure their lives to need less. You know what I mean? Uh, they have less things that they make payments on. They have less things, and that leaves us more capable to to give when God asks and it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt the same because it's not, well, if I give this, how do I do, how do I pay X, Y, and Z credit cards, cars, and whatever else, like all these things. So a lot of people that I know that have like giving hearts, they structure their life for that. You know what I mean? And so it's again, how do they have such a nice car? Well, they've been saving for 10 years because they've always wanted that car. You know, right. like we don't, like you said, we don't know. Yep. A lot of the time, if they have a really big giver's heart, there's a lot that goes into how they structure their life. And I just think that Dave Ramsey comes- talks about live like no one else. So later you can give like no one else. Yeah. So it is a vision of one day we're going to give away houses and cars and- yeah. You, you know, I, I hopefully prayerfully, uh, I'll one day be able to donate a house or write a six-digit check. I think yeah. that's the next place of our of our giving dream, dream that we get yeah. to one day. So awesome. cool. Um. So yeah, hopefully. There was something else you were saying, and I'm trying to remember going back to my thought of what I was going to chime in on that. What I just said. I think so. Setting up your life to be able to give. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's, there's a lot about that. I don't remember what I was going to say. Oh, it was a story. At least I remember that much. I don't remember what the story was. <laughs> oh, good. But I guarantee you it was it's a coming great back. story. Eventually it's it'll be like, uh, don't, don't, uh, don't lament, don't ferment. It'll, it's just going to pop up here <laughs> randomly in 10 minutes and we'll talk about it. Perfect. Yeah. Colin, you chime in because there's nothing in my brain right now. <laughs> I'm yeah. trying to remember a story. Um, I was kind of thinking through what you were saying. Um, even even as an intern, when that income isn't a lot, like when you're solely focused on the church um, and giving time and money to it, um, just the life change that I've had to go through. Like when I first started the internship, I was making like less than like 500 a month. Um, but but the way I was, I was still able to give something. Um, and I, even though it wasn't a lot, it was my heart that I was giving. And I just like, I just want to encourage people with that. You know, it's just like giving with your heart, no matter how big or how small, like, and to, like you were saying, like form your life around that, like make mm-hmm. that a, a discipline where 
um, you're constantly shepherding yourself in that. And if people have families, like as, as Hannah and I have conversations about how much we're going to give, um, we're walking through that too of, all right, what are we, what are we working through? What, what is God, what has God given us the ability to give this year? Um, and is that okay that we hold off on like fixing her car, or me getting a new car, um, just because not, not to surrender that, um, in a way where it's like, oh, well, like we, we will deal with that later, but knowing that God has put that in our track and knowing that eventually it will get done, but yeah. we want to have that heart, um, of, of giving to God first and, um, of always practicing that. So one thing that I've, that I started doing, um, I don't know how old I was, 24, 25. So I was still single, but I began to um, give more than the tithe. Mm -hmm. So if the tithe was going to be $32, I'd give $40. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that, that was a big move in cultivating generosity. So like, I don't need that extra eight bucks. Yeah. I want to give more. And it was not a lot, but I knew my paycheck was probably $320 a week. I was giving $40 a week, just without even thinking of it. It's just $40, $40, $40. And, um, and just getting, getting that practice in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You just, I just, I thought of a story that has nothing to do with anything, but one, one time I had, um, I forget how it went down, but either way, there were some automated tithes that I had set up and I tried to fix something. So then I didn't, I like added a second automated tithe. And I remember oh. like, like, like I, like I didn't delete the first one. I tried to change the date. I don't remember how it went down, but yeah. I had two tithes going at once. And I didn't realize. And then I realized I, I had given it. And so I was like trying to do this math of like, oh, well, let me figure out how much I over tithed almost. And yeah. I just remember my friend Andrew was just like, why are you trying to like take it back? Like just, just get over it and be happy you, you did it. Like just write yeah. it off. And I remember I was like, I felt stupid after that. I was like, well, how much did I accidentally give right now? Like, and that's all right. Well, I didn't notice until I saw at the end of the month. Let me just, I'll just keep that. Like, Yeah. That happened actually. Um, I think it was like, eight or nine months ago. Um, I was, I, I got a new card cause I lost my debit card. And so I reset it up on the church center app and I had accidentally put a zero into it that I didn't mean to. <laughs> so instead of tithing, um, whatever it was, I tied like probably like $300 and that's not like, that's not usual for me. And so I noticed, I was like, it, it came it happened. And then a couple days later, I looked at my bank account statement. I was like, I have $10 for gas right now. How did that work? And so I like had to like, I like rush. I was like, Hey, I need just, I just need it back. I'll retie, like I'll refix it. But like, I don't have any money to do help. anything. <laughs> like, so that part was, yeah, we said no. And then directed them to the food pantry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> it gave me some quarters from the car. Is it, uh, sorry. No. Like, Isn't that the same week they lost their catalytic converter? <laughs> <laughs> It was you. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's main. Yeah, that, that's a funny thing to think through. Um, I swear, setting up automatic giving is really easy. We're just idiots. Yeah. Sometimes so, listen, for no reason. wherever you are, you're giving, right? If we probably get some people listening who don't give. Yeah. Um, you're a potential giver. You have an opportunity. God wants to bring you in on this experience. You have that opportunity. Yeah. Maybe this is the first time you give miracle offering and you get a chance to see what it feels like. Yeah. You get a chance to see God provide for you. Potential giver, take that first step, give something. Yeah. Then you can become a consistent giver. And that's just not, not tithing yet, but you're giving faithfully every week, every, even if you're a single mom and you're, on welfare, begin to try to just consistently give five or ten dollars a week. Just mm -hmm. just make that practice and say, um, "God, I'm 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 discipling myself. I'm getting in that process." Then you could be a percentage giver. So maybe you're not at a ten percent yet, but could you do five percent? Could you do four percent? Could you begin starting that practice? 
get to a tither, which is a 10% giving, and then kingdom builder mm-hmm. or extravagant giver where you're giving beyond beyond that. Beyond yeah. that. And so to think through where are you, take mm-hmm. take that next step. And I was thinking through it. Obviously, I said a little bit about it on Sunday, but you know, YouTube anal- uh, analogy. So you've you've got your YouTuber that you're watching. Eventually, you decide to like and subscribe. So you're attending church now. Right, you're here. Right. You're a viewer. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, become a Patreon. Yeah, that was a that was a future step. But you buy some merch. Oh yeah. All right. Yeah. So oh, you yeah. you've <laughs> given you've given something now at some point, and then. You become a Patreon and I forget. I had written them all down, but I deleted them. And you're this video sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, just a fun, another way to, to think through it. I think some of us are, people might be supporting YouTubers through Patreon and they're not giving to the church mm. that brought them Jesus. And so just to think through that as yeah. well, like it's kind of a, a little bit of a challenge. Yeah. All right. We've recommended a bunch of books already. Win the day, extravagant, bless life. life. Uh, Any Colonel Sanders biography or their chicken. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) You'll just ingest the story. (laughs) I've got some more here. Well, you've got Dave Ramsey, Financial Peace, which we'll hopefully offer again this coming summer. Hopefully at every location, uh, just as a teaser. Um, I have some money books here on my bookshelf, but I can't seem to find them. But anyway. Well, we can pull pull those out for next week too, because we're right after Miracle, so... Miracle offering this coming Sunday. Up. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, we had one question. Just answer quick. Oh, sure. Um, someone wanted you said a word that they wanted more, uh, more explanation of. Um, hang on, hang on. Imprecatory prayer. Um, let me find the question. I'm trying to talk while looking to avoid dead <laughs> I know air what time. That's like it's the um, it's very Colin difficult. sing sing him a ditty. Oh, um, not really. <laughs> so here, I remember the question. I remember the question. And precatory prayers, um, shouldn't we be forgiving? Yes. Right? Wasn't it something like that? Yeah. So how, if we're supposed to be forgiving people, how do, can we actually pray in precatory prayer? Hmm. Because one, we don't want to be, first off, we don't want to be phony with God. So we, you're, we're lying yeah. to God. We're like, God, please, I forgive my, please forgive my enemies. I forgive my enemies. And trying to, which we do get there sometimes, but not every time. Sometimes we just need to be on it. We're angry. We're deeply hurt. And it is an okay and godly thing to just be honest with God and to pray and be honest with God. So you want to pray down the fire of heaven (laughs) onto someone, pray it. It's okay. And just read the Psalms, read Nehemiah's prayer in chapter four to know like there are many godly men and women who prayed these prayers. And sometimes that's what helps us to heal. Right. Because we've just been lying to ourselves, we've been phony. Right. No, I forgive them. Everything's good. I hope God blesses them. Like that's not, I don't know who told you that was. How yeah. you had to act. But you That's still have like a, a gut wrench when yeah, you, you see their picture. Completely yeah. lying. Yeah. yeah. It's okay to say, hey, God, um, I know you know this already, but I hate this person's guts. And if there's any way <laughs> you could just absolutely eradicate them, make them lose <laughs> their job, make them lose their fingernails, make them lose their eyeballs, make them may the worst saxophone player in the world move in next door to them and play all that. May they, <laughs> may their neighbor start a rooster farm. God, could you just please? Yeah. I just pray God ruin them, ruin their life. Yeah. I love you, Lord. <laughs> amen. There's nothing wrong. Yes and amen. There's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with talking to right. God about yes. what we really want. And God's uh, not like, 
how dare you pray that prayer? Now I have to kill him. <laughs> right. <laughs> what were you, you're so horrible. Yeah. Uh, well, here we go. Here we, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if David could pray those prayers, I feel like I'm, we'd most God's like can picking too. people up like their daddy long leg and just pulling off a limit of time. Like, <laughs> sorry, little guy. I don't want to do this. Their prayers made me. Like, it's just, What's that? Just the, the genie Aladdin at the end. Way. He's like, sorry, I don't want to be doing this, Al. <laughs> He's like ripping off the building tops. <laughs> That's like exactly how we'd think God would have to respond. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those prayers are for us. Yeah. Those prayers are, we're honest. We're, yeah. we're open. It's, we're close to us. In no way does that transmit that evil desire to God's intention. These are, well, I was going to say they're private prayers, but that's not true. David's prayers. And <laughs> <laughs> those are really David's prayers. Those were not private. But um, I'll yeah. remember that when I closed out worship one of these Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> these people who didn't worship. Um yeah, I've I even had to do that recently, um, and just pray those prayers, um, just from stuff that has happened recently. It's just like having to pray those things um, has, in return, given me the like kind of the most successful healing um, that I've had in a while. Yeah, um, yeah, because so. you it, uh, it allows you to give it. Completely. I think it allows you to put it in God's hands completely. Mm. Yeah, and then you wipe away your tears and yeah, and just keep going. That's good. All right. There. Uh, we did it. All right. Be ready for Miracle Offering. Uh, be praying for Miracle Offering. I'm excited for it. We have a new video. Fun announcement. Yeah. This this is like the, the restoration holiday that kicks off all the other holidays. Here we go. <laughs> and so everything else that's happening after is just awesome. Yeah. I love all the announcements after Miracle Offering. It's such a fun time. Like I just remember going through like being able to announce the numbers and having a great counting team that's like ready to get you the numbers the same day and like I don't know, it just feels fun. Yeah. yeah it's a miracle. Amen.